You're listening to Coldo D. Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Our services are every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit our website at coldod.org. Because, Lord, how we thank you for all what you've done. Lord, how we love you for who you are. And then I will sing a new song. Lord, how we thank you for what you've done. For what you've done. that song in Poughkeepsie, New York, many years ago, just remembering, and uh, we had done some outreach on the streets there, and I think like I was waiting and like nobody came (laughs) that night, but we were faithful and we continued to do it with a weekly Bible study, and so instead I just started worshiping and wrote that song, that's what the Lord brought to me. We're in... um, 
We're in Genesis, Breshit, uh, this parasha, um, which Suzanne read so beautifully before, Vayechi, the shortest parasha in the uh, book of Genesis, actually. And I'm just going to use a few verses, but to share something about the new year. So <clears throat> uh, I want to again uh, say, Gal Open our eyes to feel wonderful things from your word, Lord God, and teach us, speak to us. Instruction of your word in Yeshua's name. Amen. I want to again thank Dr. Rick and Teresa Gilbert and Becky are not here today, uh, but thank them and Suzanne and Beverly, Melissa, and all the prayer team warriors here and at home. Some cannot come because of COVID or not comfortable yet meeting yet in public, and we understand that many, but they're faithful praying and watching right now. And uh, all who have stood with us and the Col- and Cold OD during this past year, carrying us on your shoulders during the most difficult year of our lives and of many of your lives, I know as well. So would all the prayer team warriors please stand right now if you're here, and if you're at home, stand up too, because we're acknowledging you. So thank you for, thank you. Stand, we want to thank you for standing. Those that are praying faithfully, I got on the call Thank you so much. I got on the call. I was incognito, I think. I checked with Melissa today. I hoped, wanted to be. Uh, they were just sharing. Different ones were sharing uh, verses they'd been asked to, and Beverly was leading it, and, uh, and Melissa hosting, and as she always does, faithfully. And it was just, wow, the powerful things people were sharing. Suzanne was so broken. Where's Suzanne? There. Wow, what you shared. Oh, my gosh, the sharing, reading verses from Psalm 119, and... Uh, the brokenness, the power of the Lord. You know, God says, this is the man, so he won't look on a woman. This man will I look on, though. This man or woman will I look on, he who is broken and contrite of spirit and trembles at my word, God says in Isaiah 66, verse 62, rather, verse 2, I think it is. Uh, It might be 66, I'm forgetting that. But anyway, it was so beautiful. And uh, we want to commend our city, Nashville, for her resilience. Amen? After the bomb... Uh, give a hand to our city and everyone who's helped to rebuild after the bomb knocking out AT&T's data center and over 40 businesses downtown and still in the process, of course, going to be for a while rebuilding, but the resilience of bouncing back. Now, verse 33 of Genesis 49, take a look at that. It says, when Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew his feet up into the bed and then breathed his last and was gathered to his people. So this is the description of his death. Jacob's death breathed his last. Breathed his last. You know, one last breath, and that's it. We have now entered the 21st year of the 21st century, 2021. Over 1.7 million, one and three quarters of a million have not, think about it, have not due to COVID-19. That's a lot of people. Over 300,000, 330,000 of that number in our own country. But you did. You did enter 2021. Why? Obviously, But maybe not, obviously, because God still has a purpose for you. Think about that. You're here. Others are not. 
you still have a purpose. I still have a purpose. Some of the people that passed, um, who was just mentioned to me before, Teresa, you mentioned before service, someone who departed that was a believer. Ravi Zacharias, right. No, not due to COVID. Absolutely not. And these people didn't die because of COVID that are up the picture right there. Um, but yeah, Ravi Zacharias didn't come amazing, amazing apologetic master, uh, gifted, called by the Lord, amazing faithful servant of the Lord uh, from India originally, I believe, India or Pakistan, I think India. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, some of the people, NBA star Kobe Bryant, that beautiful smile he had, <clears throat> congressman and fight, <laughs> fighting spirit, congressman and civil rights pioneer John Lewis, Sean Connery, the only real James Bond, of course. Uh, Kirk Douglas, many of you wouldn't know him, but you know, Kirk Douglas, I remember him in Spartacus. I remember uh, he, his real name was Isur Danielovich. Uh, his, as a Jew, a Jewish, from, coming from Russia. Uh, these all died this past year. Kirk Douglas at 103 years old. I personally don't want to live a day past 100, so... Uh, actually, I don't want to live any longer, really. I don't want to live a day past what God wants me to live, and I'm sure you feel the same way, not one day longer than he wants. Philippians 1, 20 through 22, listen to this. My eager expectation and hope is that in no way will I be put to shame, Paul says, but that with complete boldness, Messiah will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether through life or or through death. For to me, let's say it, for me to live is Messiah and to die is gain. Let's say it, for me to live is Messiah and to die is gain. Psalm 90 verses 4 through 6 and 10 to 12 says, I'm just reading selected verses, you turn mankind back to dust saying, return children of Adam, Adam, for a thousand years in your sight are like a day just passing, or like a watch tick -tock, tick -tock, in the night. You sweep them away in their sleep. In the morning, they are like sprouting grass. In the morning, it flourishes and springs up. By evening, it withers and dries up. The span of our years is 70, or with, a, with strength, 80, and it's really more now because of medical advances. Yet, at best, they are trouble and sorrow, for they are soon gone and we fly away. So teach us to number our days so that we may get a heart of wisdom. Psalm 139.16 says, Your eyes, God, saw me when I was unformed, and in your book they were written the days that were formed when not one of them had come to be. So God knows how our number of days. Amen? He does. He's in charge of it. And think of how many unknown people passed this year that were known to God. I love this verse, 2 Corinthians 6, 9. It says, as unknown and yet well-known. As unknown, yet well-known. So many that were, are unknown to man, but known well to the Lord. For example, Aaron... Ahu, I can't even pronounce it, has four names. He's from Sydney, Australia. Patiol, 
21 years old, he was on a mission in Appia, Samoa. While walking five children home, he pushed them to safety over a fence to his companion to avoid a swerving car which hit and killed him. Gail Williams, British and South African, she was an aid worker for Serve Afghanistan. She was shot on her way to work in Kabul, Afghanistan. Kabul, Afghanistan, by two men on a motorbike. A spokesperson for the Taliban claimed responsibility for her death and said she had been killed, quote, because she was working for an organization which was preaching Christianity in Afghanistan. Or one more, Gorban Dordi Turani, an Iraqi, Iranian Turkmen who was brought up as Sunni Muslim but converted to the Christian faith in the mid-1990s, became a believer, during a stay in Turkmenistan. After his return to Iran, he rapidly established a Christian ministry and a house church amongst his compatriots and his predominantly Islamic host hometown. Following multiple threats of death, he was abducted and murdered in November. That was a few years ago. Voice of the Martyrs mentions the persecuted believers, so does Open Doors, these ministries. Persecuted believers imprisoned in Iran, China, North Korea, Eritrea, Eritrea, which is just north of uh, Ethiopia, yes, across from Yemen and Saudi Arabia. Indonesia, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, all these people, all these areas, and yes, that beautiful, that map you can see, areas hey, we're not in the area, right? We've got it easy here compared to what many of these countries where the, the believers have in many that are following Yeshua. So after all these that's going on, you are still here. Why? What can we anticipate in 2021? Long-awaited answers to the prayers of 2020? I hope so. Revival? which as Jonathan Kahn, and I don't agree with him on everything necessarily, I, but he, I believe God has clearly raised him up, and he says revival clearly, which we know and believe is America's only hope, and revival only comes with repentance. What about in 2021? Healing? Will God turn the curse into a blessing in Deuteronomy 23.5? Let's believe so. Let's pray so. And let's hear these words of Jeremiah 29, verses 10 through 14. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are complete in Babylon, this is true for Israel, but what happened in Israel, but it's, I want us to think of it in application. After that, a certain period of time, God says, I will visit you. The word is literally, I will count, and I will, God is numbering everything, and perform my good words, my good words towards you, and cause you to return to this place. Place, Hamakom Hazet, to this place. For I know the thoughts. I like the King James on this because it is thoughts. Hashav is not, it means it plan is right, but it really means it is God thinks. He thinks of us and he plans through his thinking. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of what? Peace and not of evil. Let's say that. Peace and not of evil. Shalom. Um, Shalom velo ra'ah, peace and not of evil. Shalom, wholeness and not ra'ah, not to break you in pieces. To give you a future and a hope. 
an acharit, an afterwards, literally, and a tikva, which is the idea of reaching a goal. Then you will call on me, and, and you will go and pray. This word for prayer, hit paleltem, the form in the Hebrew is a, an intensively bringing together. You will pray intensely bringing your, you, yourselves together with me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me, and you will find me when you search for me. Seek thoroughly, Darash, for me with all your heart, with all your central core. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back, bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from the nations, from all places you've driven, and God did this with Israel from the Babylonian captivity, of course, the Galut. I've driven you, says I've completely removed you, and from there, says the Lord, I will bring you to the place from which I will cause you to be carried away or which I cause you to be carried away captive from there. The Hebrew is so beautiful here. I have three words up there. Shuv, let's say shuv, and then hamakom, and sham. Okay? This is interesting. The remedy, as I see it here in the Hebrew, it's not moving forward. Yes, God wants us to move forward, but not. we first have to move backward in order to move forward. In allowing God to move us that way, that backward, not going ahead, but returning to our first love, Revelation 2.4. There's no mention of going forward, but many mentions of moving in reverse. The Hebrew word shuv means to move backward. Four times it's mentioned in this passage. And returning to the place, hamakom, where I used to be, to sham, to there. You see that? Interesting, no? Interesting. This is what God promises. In other words, God told Israel, he said, go. He says, I remember your devotion of your youth and the way you followed me in the wilderness. You were holy to the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 2, God says, I want you to tell Israel, come back. Return to me in Hosea 14 too. Return, O Israel. Return to the Lord. I'll heal your backsliding. I'll love you freely. My anger will be turned away from you. God says, you've stumbled because of your iniquity. Or Hosea chapter 2, he says, then, he says, return, you'll say, then I will return to my first husband, for it was better then, rather than the, the idols, the gods that Israel became lovers with. He says, she says, return to me, Lord, says, I haven't given up on you. I will make, I, then it was better than now. I will make the valley of Ahur, the valley of trouble, God says, a door of hope, a petaktikva. It's a town and a city in Israel now. And she'll sing there as in the days of her youth. Return to me. What an amazing passage this is for us to take in Jer- take Jeremiah 29 for 2021. Now, there are going to be a lot of changes in 2021. I mean, there's so many things you could mention. Working from home, LinkedIn says, uh, is here to stay. A new wave of entrepreneurs will emerge. Uh, the digital transformation will continue to accelerate. AI, artificial intelligence, robotics, drones, vehicle, vehicle automation, 5G, enhanced, all sorts of things are happening. Uh, they're saying we'll see perhaps two or three generations of vaccines over the next few years and we'll still have to practice social distancing to some measure. Uh, we will name heat waves like we do tropical storms and hurricanes. More women in the C-suite, more female CEOs, 
Any, any of them, you here? See you? you? Well, you can be. Why? Maybe that'll happen to you if God wants it. China, this is a little scary, China as the world's dominant superpower in 2021. Despite, quote, a global pandemic originating on its shores, the nation's economy quickly rebounded, growing by 4.3% in the third quarter of this year. Its citizens living a largely normal life thanks to a strict, to strict lockdowns, because they're communists, they can just say it, and you don't do it, you're, 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 Bye-bye. Um, <laughs> the strict lockdowns that stopped the virus's spread and it joined one of the world's largest trading packs. And the United States and Europe, this writer says, meanwhile are setting themselves up to spend a lot of 2021 containing waves of the infections that have brought large portions of their economies to a standstill. But China is going to be ahead of everyone economically. James McGregor says China... Uh, he's the chair of public affairs firm. Anyway, World says the, the, the Chinese Communist Party leadership seems to have decided that if China can't be loved, it might as well be feared. <laughs> well, it's up to the Lord, isn't it? We don't know if that's going to happen, but it, it may, and God is still on the throne. Amen? He's in charge. Now, there's a lot 2021. I want to say a couple things, even locally. So we have two or more messianic groups here now in Nashville. Great! Hallelujah! We're not competing. Each may have their own purpose. Let me clarify our purpose, make clear our purpose. Our purpose is to reach Jewish people and intermarried families. Hello? To reach our Jewish people and intermarried families. Also, to reach unreached people groups. Not interested in those that are already reached, but unreached people groups. There's some right here in our, in, our, in our locale. And then to educate, yes, also to educate believers in their Jewish roots, equipping us all to know God and to make him known. That's part of what we're here for. But our primary focus still, our vision, to reach our Jewish people and intermarried families and build up the believers together. And of course, there's no tear. Uh, we, we love anyone, everyone who comes, our non-Jewish people as much as our Jewish. We're all one family and one body in Messiah. But our tar- as far as outreach, that's where we keep our focus. Now, what other groups do is their business. And if they are, now if they're slandering or speaking untruths about you, you have every right to confront and correct and admonish. If someone is spreading an infectious disease... I'll warn others and to stay and stay far away. Amen, right? As you will you. And it will most certainly come back upon anyone, including us, if we do that, would do that, God forbid. The slanderer will only bring judgment upon him or herself. But otherwise, let's believe the best of one another. And let's pray for one another. Paul says, let me give you a few verses. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 10 through 17. Paul says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Yeshua Messiah, that you speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. It's been reported, he says to me, it's, for it's been reported, my brothers and sisters, that those who are from Chloe's household 
that there are rivalries among you. I say this because you are each saying, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, or I follow Kepha, or I follow Messiah, meaning I don't need any, follow any person, I just follow the Lord, which is ridiculous, but because we follow, Paul says, follow me as I follow the Messiah. But anyway, um, has Messiah been divided? Paul was cruci- was, wasn't crucified for you, was he? Or were you immersed in the name of Paul? He says, I thank God I didn't. And he goes on and says, Uh, Anyway, verse 17, for Messiah sent me not to immerse, but to proclaim the good news. Yeshua didn't send me to educate or infatuate believers, nor to tally up numbers, but to preach the gospel. We are here to proclaim the good news. I have some slides on that, I think. We are here to proclaim the good news. Now, listen, if I'm busy bringing others the message of salvation, I won't have any time to worry about what others are doing. Or I won't have any time to argue with those who are being petty and divisive. I just won't. If I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, that won't be, that's a non-issue. Is that clear? I hope it's clear. What about different political views or religious practices or lack thereof? Who cares? Who cares? It's not my concern. Romans 14, don't let the one who eats disparage the one who does not eat. And don't let the one who does not eat judge the one who eats. For God has, God has accepted him. Who are you to judge another's servant before his own master he stands or falls? Yes, he shall stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day over another, while other judges, another judges every day alike. Let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. All right? The one who observes it does it to the Lord the day. The one who eats, to the Lord, and he gives thanks. For he gives thanks. The one who abstains, to the Lord does it, etc. Gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself for himself. None of us dies for himself. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. Verse 10. But you, why do you judge another, your brother? Or, to, or, or you too, why do you look down on your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of God. Verse 12. So then, each one of us shall give account of somebody else to God. Good, I'm glad you... Each one of us shall give account of who? Yeah, of himself or herself to God. Now, I don't know about you, but that's enough for me to deal with. (laughs) More than enough for me to deal with. My goodness. I'm going to have to stand before the Lord. Put that slide up, please, if you can move that. There's, there's, Move ahead a little bit. Anyway, we will all stand before the Lord. Now, Genesis, yeah, Yom Hadin, the day of judgment. Thank you, David. Day of judgment. Let's say Yom Hadin. Yom Hadin. You know, it really says very clearly, Sewer said, don't judge lest you be judged. Matthew 7. He says, I, I, anyway, there's so many verses on it. You're inexcusable, whoever you are, judges another. For in that I judge another, I'm judging, accusing myself, really. For Romans 2, 1 through 3. Genesis 50, verse 19. But Joseph said to them, here's another verse in the passage. There's two more I want to give. This one and another. Don't be afraid, for am I in the place of God? Am I in the place of God? 
Judgmental people speaking words about others easily, presumptuously. Well, she's always like this. He's always like that. My goodness. Think about yourself. How about yourself? If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? Psalm 130, verse 3. Could you? Could I? Only God, who is omniscient and omnipresent, can rightly and accurately judge. Let me say it again. Only God, who is omniscient. What does that mean? Knows everything. And he's omnipresent. What's that mean? Yeah, what you said. (laughs) He's everywhere. Right. He's everywhere at the same time. He's present, can rightly and accurately judge. Do you know and see all things? Can you see the heart of somebody else? Can I see the heart of somebody else? Do you know all that they have faced or are facing? Do you think there is possibly any more to the picture that escapes your or my vision? Hmm, I wonder. Certainly we should judge teaching or theology. I want to balance this. And also actions. We're responsible to evaluate. There's a lot of conspiracy theories going around. Oh my goodness. I think some people go off the deep end and uh, regarding things. And, and the problem is when someone says, God spoke to me and God gave me the... Now I can't question it, right? Because if I disagree with... If I say, now I'm... Oh, I'm saying I, I, I disagree with God, right? <laughs> well, God showed you. Okay. Um, what can I say? God told you. And I do believe God speaks to our heart. But you better be... Anyway, careful about how you use that. Listen, uh, we... In all of it, we must realize that we know in part. Are you better than that? We know in part, 1 Corinthians 13, and I know in part, it says, but one day I will know even as I am known, 1 Corinthians 13, 9 and 12. I like this, I see through a glass darkly. I see through, and it's, I guess the translation is really the, through a mirror, it's the idea of a mirror dimly. I see through, but I like, I like that picture I found with the, uh, I don't know if they're bullet holes or what, but, you know, we're in a fallen world. We're in a messed up, we're, we're all fallen. We all have make, and we don't see things clearly, folks. So let's not judge. Let's give each other the benefit of the doubt. Let's pray for each other, and let's let God be the judge. Let's, he's the shofet. He's the one who is really, let's, let's do that, you know. And it amazes me to see what Paul wrote in prison in Philippians 1. Verse 15, look at this. He says he's, in, he's stuck in a dungeon probably in prison or house arrest at different times. I'm not sure which that one was. But some are proclaiming the Messiah, he says, out of envy and strife, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I'm suppo- appointed for the defense of the good news. The former proclaim Messiah not sincerely, but out of selfishness, expecting to stir up trouble for me in my imprisonment. They wanted to make it worse on Paul. And look at his attitude, verse 18, Philippians 1. But what does it matter? Only that in every way, whether in dishonesty or in truth, I don't know how he wrote that, Messiah is being proclaimed. And in this I rejoice. Yes, I will keep rejoicing. In other words, he says, I've decided to have a who cares attitude. 
It's not worth developing an ulcer or having a heart attack over what they're doing. <laughs> All right? I think that's good advice. A good example, Paul. What really counts, folks, for all of us is that Messiah is being proclaimed. Amen? That's what should matter. Verse 19, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. I'm going to get out of this jail through your intercession. Thank God for the prayer warriors the prayer and the prayer teams. This will, through the help of the, and the help of the spirit of the Messiah, Yeshua, it will. I'm, he says, it's God's problem, not mine. He'll work it for good if we pray. That's what he said. So he finishes up that verse and he says, for me to live as Messiah, to die as gain. Listen, if God still has use of me, then he'll keep me around. That's what Paul's saying. If God still has use of me, he'll keep me around. If not, see you later. Bye. Light off. It's okay. He takes me. I'm going to be with him. Today, this day, I'll be with you in paradise, Yeshua told the thief on the cross. <clears throat> so he sums it up then and says to live in the body, fruit means fruit, but to go to be with Messiah, I'd rather do that. I'm torn between the two, he says, but convinced of this, I know that I'll remain and continue with you. God showed, showed me, he gives me, a, that I'm going to stay with you for your progress and joy of, in the faith. For now, it looks like I'm staying, Paul said. One last verse, Genesis 50, verse 20. The end of this book of Genesis, amazing book. He says, yes, yes, you yourselves planned evil against me. Joseph is with his Brothers, you planned evil against me. God planned it for good in order to bring about what it is this day, to preserve the lives of many people. You planned evil against me, but God planned it for good. Um, Ra'ah, let's say Ra'ah. Again, to break in pieces. And Litov, let's say Litov. The tov, for good, for good. Wow. Let me repeat a few thoughts, and I'm done, from last week that I mentioned. Because he says, I could put it this way. I don't know if I said this last week, but you blew it. God knew it. For all things are for your sakes, so that the grace that is spreading through more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God so we don't lose heart in 2 Corinthians 4, 15 and 16. God is bigger than people. He's bigger than what people do or have done to me. God's redeeming purposes overshadow and override people's evil plans. Do you believe that? It's true. It's what the Bible teaches us. It's Joseph is, has learned that. It's taken him years to learn it, many years. And I don't think it was easy being stuck in prison and suffering and wondering, why, God, am I here? What has happened to me that I'm here? My brothers, they betray. Oh, what, how could I have been treated? I'm sure he went through everything. But he came out of it. Beautiful. He went through fire and water in Psalm 66. I went through fire and water, but we come out to a super abundant place. He's coming to a place where he's, his life is for others. <clears throat> didn't matter what they did to him, and he forgot it what didn't even, wasn't even in his focus. God's redeeming 
purpose over, purposes overshadow and override people's evil plans. Man conspires, God inspires. Man instigates, God orchestrates. Man's intent is overridden by God's advent. I am God, and there's none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, from ancient time what is yet to come, saying my purpose will stand and I will accomplish all that I please. I've spoken, I'll bring it to pass. I've planned, surely I will do it. Isaiah 46, 9 through 11. And that's why Joseph said, you, God sent me. God sent me ahead of you and to keep you alive for a great escape. What God does to me through others is for others. What God does to me through others negatively is for others positively. Because it's really not about me. It's about others. Oh, Lord, help us to get this. Help us to, for this to be something that really becomes a part of our being, every part of us. We were chosen in him, his plan. He working, he's working all things according to the purpose of his will that we might be for his glorious praise, Ephesians 1, 11 and 12. Again, I'm closing, repeating these thoughts, which was so strong to me from last week because they're so fitting for the new year. We're peripheral. God is central. The tragedies that have befallen you and I have ultimately positioned you and I to save others, to rescue others, to help others. And so the question I ask myself, and I ask it to you as well, how am I using where God's positioned me to help and save others? We're here for his glorious praise. He is the central one. He's on the throne. And to him will be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Father, we thank you. That's in Hebrews 13, 21. We thank you, Lord, that you are God, <clears throat> that 2021 is every, every day is in our hand, Lord. Dates are nothing. I mean, mean nothing. Our, you know, a thousand years is a day to you. A day is, it's, we are here, Lord, in your purposes. Thank you, Lord, that we have reached this day. Thank you, Lord, that you have an amazing plan for each one of us. Thoughts are toward us, letov, no, not ra'ah, for good, not evil, to give us an acharit, an afterwards, and a tikva, an expected end, an amazing future. Thank you, Lord. May we be in your hands, valuable, useful, and submitted as clay in the hands of the potter to help others, to be a blessing to others. Maybe we focused on what you've called us to do on our own outreach and ministries and prayer and reaching out and being that light, Lord, that you want us to be, knowing that our days are numbered. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. In Yeshua's name. If you've and Amen. If you if you're watching today or here today, you've never trusted. You haven't personally trusted Messiah. Put your faith in in God and His sacrifice. Why don't you do it right now? You don't even have to close your eyes. You don't have to look. But 
in your heart, tell God, say, God, I need you. I'm humbling myself, God. You are in charge, and I'm angry about a lot of things, maybe, or about one thing. I'm just, you know, I'm wrestling with this, but Lord, I'm giving it to you, and I'm asking you to come into my life to make me whole, to make me whole. And I'm thank you for Yeshua's death for me, his atoning death. And, and if you're praying that prayer, you said that just now, please write us, contact us one way or another, and uh, we want to connect with you and help you with the same, we've, you know, are going through or have been through the same struggles, but help you in your new walk in Messiah as a new creation because that's what happened when you say that prayer. You pass from death to life, John 5, 24. It's amazing. You are born again, a new. You are brand new. It happens inside, and it's a miracle. And you have eternal life. Your sins are forgiven, are washed through the Messiah's sacrifice. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, the ruler of peace, amen, amen, Shabbat shalom.